my G G. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of G and G. I'm your host, creator, Aaron Pickering. If you don't know who I am, I am a superstar in the making. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, I am just a regular, regular college student. Just made a podcast to tell you guys all about what's in my brain. It's like my mini journal. This week's episode, you guys, we are gonna talk about horoscopes yes you guys astrology horoscopes are you into it are you not into it how much are you into it i will get into all that later on in the podcast but before we get into the topic guys you know the drill we talk about how i'm feeling this week so you guys it is the second day of 2021 i'm flourishing i'm thriving i have started my 2021 resolutions already so I'm on the game with that, on the grind, you guys. Um, I'm about to go back to school eventually, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. I'm feeling amazing. My mental health is good. My physical health is amazing. I did get back from working out, um, so I don't really, like, do that anymore. But once I get back to school, I'll be back in the swing of things Um, and everything like that. I am doing amazing, but... Before we, again, before we jump into that topic, don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My name is AJPick12. My TikToks have been thriving, so you guys definitely check out those. And then my Snapchat is smize underscore king. Um, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Give it a listen when you're on a drive, when a road trip, whatever. Give it a listen, you guys, as well as you guys stay tuned. Check out my socials because I just ordered a ring light. So this YouTube channel is coming soon. So let's get into the topic about horoscopes. Okay. So horoscopes. I know some people are a believer of horoscopes, some people are not. I am a big believer of horoscope, astrology, all the not crystals. I'm into it, all of it. So let me tell you about my information. So a horoscope is basically like how your emotions are connected to the universe and the planets and things like that that so we're gonna go over my horoscopes and all that maybe i will recommend some apps for you guys that you can download and check um so the two apps that i use the most is nebula and costar so nebula i use for my daily horoscopes and costar i use for my astrology but you do need to know where you were born and what time exactly and all that stuff so i was born june 18 1999 at 3 a.m so i am a Gemini. I am born true Gemini. If you guys listen to the fake friend podcast, I kind of dropped it. They say I am a Gemini. Um, so Geminis are out all the horoscopes, maybe like get the worst rep, I want to say. And it's not even that bad. Um, Geminis basically are said that we are two-faced, fake, all that stuff. Um, we have two sides to our stuff. So Gemini is the twin element so there's they said that there's two sides of every gemini they're either nice and good i mean nice or bad or they're logical and creative whatever it may be that's what people think so i am a gemini so this is so my son is in gemini i'm gonna go through all my houses and my moons and whatever so 
It says your son is in Gemini, meaning you are fundamentally dynamic, quick-witted, electric, and curious. Fascinated by everything, your childlike energies offer scattered in a million directions. On a social level, this may come off as gossipy or flaky. It is in your third house, meaning you feel need to distinguish yourself from others through the things you know and are familiar with. So, if you don't know what houses are, houses are kind of like... Um, so you have planets, so you have your signs, you have your astrology things, and then you have your houses. Wherever your house is determines the emotion of whatever that planet is and that astrology sign. So that's what they said about me being a Gemini. And honestly, I didn't believe in astrology first. I was not a believer. And then after like really doing it and actually really connecting on a day-to-day basis, I actually relate in to my astrology a lot. Like, it's crazy, but I do it a lot. So, next is, I am a rising Taurus, and my moon is in Leo. So, your moon is based, so your rising is basically, so your, so, okay, so your rising is basically what people first think that you are like if you didn't know any information about me you would probably think i'm a taurus my gemini is what i actually am and my moon is what's inside me or my emotions so that's what it does so we're going to talk about my moon and leo the moon rules your emotions moods and feelings like i said before and says your moon is in leo meaning your emotions your emotional self is dramatic proud, expressive, idealistic, and somewhat self-centered. You need a lot of love and care and validation from other people. It's in your fifth house, meaning you find security and safety through romance, self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. So if you guys know me, I am a dramatic person. My emotions, I'm always crying from like TV shows to a cat walking across the street. So I'm 100%. I believe in all these things. Um, So my rising was in cars, like I said. So, your ascendance or your rising is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Since mine is in Taurus, meaning you come across as highly attitude to be practical in material matters, especially pleasure. But the same materialistic vision gives people the impression that you are relatable, settled, sensible, deliberate and through sometimes stubborn so my best friend ashley she is actually a taurus and me and ashley connect on like a level and it's kind of funny because she like it was the most attracted to gemini's and i used to have a crush on ashley so it's kind of like you know full circle and it's sometimes you guys i will say it is hard to believe these things but once you read it and you're like and you reflect, you honestly see, like, because I can be stubborn, stubborn, me and Ashley, we never butt heads, but when we get in arguments, it's like brother and sister arguing, instead of, like, friends, if that makes sense, you know, so, the next one, my Mercury is in Cancer, so Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information, so, my Mercury is in Cancer, meaning your intellect is emotional and empathetic you have a strong intuition and a skill for diplomacy but you may instead favor irrationality sighing sighing is a favorite mood of communication so basically it says that 
when I like have conversations with people, I connect with them on the empathetic thing and emotional level, which is true. If you ever met Drunk Aaron, Drunk Aaron loves to have a little Dr. Phil moment and like open his third eye and try to give you advice and tell you how beautiful and wonderful you are. So yes, it says it is in your third house, meaning you are curious about and inclined to analyze how you communicate, whether you really understand something and all the things you don't know, which is true. Next is my Venus in Leo. Venus determines how and what you love. It indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. Your Venus is in Leo, meaning your romantic side is idealistic AF. You need a lot of love, care, and validation. In return, you don't hold anything back. You want a passionate relationship through sometimes it seems like you just like drama. It's in your fourth house, meaning that for you, love is often expressed in your home and your family. So I do um, believe that. I always like had a dynamic view of romance. I was always the person that like was jealous of the move like the like the movies. Like I was like, ooh, I want my first date to be X, Y, and Z on a mountain or something like that, you know? Like had my wedding already planned out, like those type of things. So I kinda do see where I come where I'm very idealistic because probably half of those things are not gonna come true, you know, because it's a relationship and he's compromised. Okay, so my Mars is in Libra. Mars is the planet of aggression. It determines how you assert yourself, take action, and the energy that surrounds you, particularly in your sex life, your amb- ambitiousness, and when you're angry. Your Mars is in Libra, meaning while it may take you a while to make decisions, you assert yourself in a way that is fair-minded and reverency through sometimes passive aggressiveness. It's your sixth house, meaning you put a lot of energy into your routines. Um... I do like to stay on a routine. I would say I kind of disagree with this one. Just the fact is that I am kind of quick. I'm not fair-minded when it comes to, like, arguments. I'm very quick-witted. Like, if you hit me with, like, a four, I'm going to try to hit you with an eight times ten times a thousand. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's correctly correct with that. Um, Not having heated discussion maybe I'm kind of fair-minded. I do, after having an argument, I do reflect back and see, like, oh, I see where this person come from. Okay, next one is Jupiter and Aries. One of the two social planets. Jupiter rules idealism, optimism, and expansion. It also is very philosophical. Your Jupiter is in Aries, meaning you grow and find understanding through action, velocity, forthrightness, and independence. It's in your 12th house, meaning you find success through privacy, secrets, and introspection. So, I definitely agree with this. I am a super independent person. I have told many people. I depend on people, but I'm very independent at the end of the day. Um, I think it's just the way I've been raised. The way my father, my father was raised very independent, so I think I picked that up from him. My mother, she's um, always been a very independent um, person. Both my parents are very, they know what they want, and they're going to go get it and make a life for themselves. And they always did that for me and my family. Um, So I always been the most independent out of me and my siblings. Um, Just the fact is, I, I just like, I always had these like big like dreams, like, acting and dance and like all these other stuff and I think my brothers were a little bit more practical with their decisions and things so I always been independent to try to show people that like I'm not a joke if that makes sense so I always been like independent like we would go out to eat and like 
I was like nine years old and I told my mom, like, I could pay for it myself. And she was like, sweetie, like, where's this money coming from? I just always been like that type of person. Saturn and Taurus. The other social planet, Saturn rules responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self-discipline. Your Saturns and Taurus mean you struggle with settling too easily, a lack of imagination, and getting stuck in the mud or distraction by sensory, sensory pleasure. Isn't your first house meaning you had to have difficulties with yourself and self-image, and because it's in your first house, your Saturn and Taurus is hyper-present in your personality. Yes. Imagery has always been a very important thing for me. And I still, like, beat myself. I still find stuff every day in the mirror. Like, you guys, I work... You guys know I've been on this, like, workout journey. I... I... My body is good. Like, my body's nice. I have a nice body. My friends tell me this all the time. I still would sit there in the mirror and criticize my stomach for 30, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. Like, I check my stomach at least three times a day. When I had an allergic reaction on my lips, I had to tell my friends every five minutes, like, is my lips okay? Like, do they look huge? Like, I just always been like that. And it's a self-consciousness. But it's because I made myself this person where in my head I'm like this influencer celebrity whatever and like eventually I want to be on that but like it sometimes it's advantage but disadvantage because it's my downfall because it's like people think I come off as arrogant when I really am not coming off that arrogant I just like there's a set way that like i grew myself and there's a way like how I dress, how I act, how I take my drinks, how do I interact with people, who do I interact with people and it's just like how do I handle rumors, how do I handle situations and it's just those type of things and I have lost friends in the past because they think I care about what people think but I think everybody at the end of the day cares about what people think. Maybe I care a little bit more but that's just the fact is I don't want anything to bite me in the butt. Okay, your your Uranus is in Aquarius. Uranus is in each sign for seven years, meaning it rules a generation more than a person. It rules innovation, rebellion, and progress. Uranus is in Aquarius, meaning other generations are shocked by your generational unconventionality, intelligence, and detachedness. It's in your 10th house, meaning that for you, this man's fest and rebellious against dated expectation about goals, success, and responsibility. So, like I said, you guys know I talk about dreams, aspirations, 5,000 in American times here. Um, and so I think that definitely applies to me in the sense of I am very unconventional. You know, I'm very unconventional. I like taking the unconventional route. I'm very open. I'm very transparent. I am with the times of things. So, yeah. Okay, my Neptune is in Aquarius. My Neptune stays in each time for about 14 years, meaning it rules a generation more than a person. It rules dreams, imagination, and unconsciousness. Your Neptune is in Aquarius, meaning your entire generation finds inspiration through detached analysts and intercollectible pursuits. It's your 10th house, meaning that for you, that manifest is your ideal, verging on unrealistic and impractical about success and responsibility. So, yes, again, I wouldn't say I manifest on unrealistic things, but I manifest the highest I can think of because then 
I will keep striving to be the best. You know, that's one of my like things I learned in fraternities, strive to always be the best, strive for excellence. And so that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to strive for excellence. And so if you manifest the most unrealistic thing, you're going to work your butt off until you make it realistic. So that's kind of how I see things. Next one, my Pluto is in Sagittarius. Pluto stays in each sign for 30 years, meaning it rules a generation more than a person. It rules power, intensity, obsession, and control. Your Pluto is in Sagittarius, meaning your generation psych is competitively positive, free spirit, curious, optimistic, forward-looking, independent, and confident. It's in your eighth house, meaning you are a person... You are personally are transforming outdated taboos around darkness, sex, and transformation. So I can just scratch the whole eighth house thing because I don't understand what that means in a sense. But I do know that I am becoming more free-spirited, more optimistic, confidence, independence. Those are words I have heard multiple times before. Those are words I probably would describe to myself. So... I definitely agree with the things that are coming out of that. So that was everything coming from my co-star. Now, this is my Nebula app. My Nebula app is more for horoscopes. And so I'm not going to read y'all my daily horoscope because that makes no sense. Because by the time you guys listen to this, it's going to be a whole completely different day, you know. But we are going to talk about compatibility. So... Let's go ahead and pull up the Nebula app and let's see what she is going to say about my compatibility. In 2020, I know my compatibility was to Aquarius, yes. And I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it changes, but we will see. But also, if you guys didn't know, I am an air sign, which is kind of crazy because a lot of people think I'm a fire sign because how feisty I can be sometimes. But yes, I am an air sign. So let's see. We're going to go to Gemini. We're going to see my compatibility, relationship. Please tell us single, read once. Guys, so I am so sorry. For some reason, the microphone went out. So I was talking the whole time. And halfway of the podcast, it was like recording just nothing. But you guys, I was talking about my compatibility. So my compatibility is with Aquarius. And so it was like that last year. And so um, that's basically it about Aquarius. But if you guys are interested with my, my lucky number is seven, my lucky day is Wednesday. That's why I release this podcast every Wednesday because it is my favorite day. My lucky color or my color is yellow. My lucky phrase is I think. Is so if you guys heard, I think a lot for me. That's why my lucky gemstone is pearl. My lucky flower is honeysuckle. So, yeah, so those is everything about horoscopes, about me, my personal horoscope situations that I, um, if you have a counter a situation with me, then you know why I'm the person I am today, which is, uh, horoscopes and everything like that. Um, now we're going to jump into my favorites of the week and we're going to end the episode. I hate when we get to the ending because I love talking to you guys. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, you guys. So now we are on my favorites. So 
My favorite of the week. So, I actually have a favorite movie that I watch. Soul. I am obsessed with Soul. I cried. Like always, you guys know I cry over everything, but I did cry in Soul. It's basically a movie that teaches you about how you need to take every moment of life like it's your last and just live to the fullest don't live for someone else live for yourself you know so which is really really awesome so i definitely love that movie um favorite food you guys i have not been eating anything crazy i mean i've been eating zaxby's a lot um which i need to stop but that's really the only thing i've been eating i haven't been doing anything like crazy um i will get back to like my normal meal set i'm just not in my kitchen so i just gotta you know i just go out to eat and stuff like that um favorite music you guys my favorite music so far and this is gonna be shocking i've been listening to satisfy by by the hamilton cast um to the groom to the groom to the bride, to the bride from your sister, sorry, as well as old Big Time Rush music. I have been listening to Big Time Rush music, like, it's, oh, uh, let's bring Big Time Rush back. Honestly, to be honest, I've been listening to a lot of old music that I used to jam to that made me really, really happy. So I've been listening to a lot of Glee, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Um, Bonnie McKee, I listened to Old Miley Cyrus, Big Time Rush, Old Zendaya, Coco Jones. I just listened to a lot of music that has been making me happy because I'm really trying to focus on my happiness and my growth in 2021. So I guess I can see to the next thing. Another one of my favorite things that I've been watching or binge watching as a TV show is um, I just finished How to Get Away with Murder. It was pretty good. It was juicy. But it was, like, not my fave, but it was pretty good. But I just wouldn't tell you guys that because I always tell you guys when I finish a show. But I, oh, my gosh, I've been obsessed with Desperate Housewives. I think my friend Bailey and Maddie might have told me about Desperate Housewives, like, two years ago. Or was it Deathless Maids? One of the two. But they're both, like, based off each other. But they told me about this show, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm obsessed with it. Also, The Bachelor comes on. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13 just premiered. So you know your boy is happy about that. You know. You guys know I always in a happy mood when Miss RuPaul is back on my TV screen. Because, honestly, it's just a show about happiness. Like, I get happy every time I watch the show. Like, I instantly light up. Like, it's like a little kid in a candy shop. Um, so those are kind of some shows that I've been rewatching. I can't wait for The Bachelor to come on, so you guys would definitely hear my rants about The Bachelor and RuPaul. I might even try to get my friend Holland, because my friend Holland watches RuPaul Drag Race, and my friend Janae. So we might do a little, you know, some special guests, things like that. Um, I think that's honestly it. Oh, yeah. I also been playing this new game called Love Link. It helps me fill the void of not having any romance in my life. But honestly, you guys, I'm really, really am happy. So can't complain about that. Um, other than that, you guys, I do have some new ideas. I had had some friends um, say that they want a special guest on the pod. So we might get some special guests 
very, very soon. Um, I have some topics laid out for them. So, um, basically, it's just getting there record. I'm going to be doing a lot for 2021. Um, I'm going to be still uploading TikToks. Snapchat's still going to be popping. My Insta is still going to have good flicks. This podcast is going to be thriving, and I'm going to really try to start this YouTube channel, you guys. And I'm really passionate about it. I'm really been ex- inspired by, like, Larry and James Charles and all these other people. So eventually, hopefully, I will get it. Let's all manifest that I become famous, an influencer, or at least just something. And still have my PR job on the side. We'll just see. But I have learned that why not go for your crazy ideas? I mean, what, what, what do you lose when you try? But you lose a lot when you don't try. So with that being said, I'm gonna say peace out because it is one o'clock in the morning. You guys know I record these episodes at weird hours. If you do not know, I record these podcasts one, two, three o'clock in the morning because that's when my brain is working the most, (laughs) which is crazy, but yes. So I love you guys so much. I hope you guys are thriving in life. I manifest nothing but greatness for all you guys. And I'll see you guys next week. See, here, you know what I mean. Okay, bye.